Hey, Wonder Rob. So I just finished watching the Xbox Series X event, and uh, the consensus is that, um, well, these Xbox games are dark as fuck. <laughs> dark as fuck. You mean these games are for uh, uh, grim, dark edgelords? <laughs> wait, wait. What, what, what's an edgelord? Oh, well, let me tell you. Someone on an internet forum who deliberately talks about controversial, offensive, taboo, or nihilistic subjects in order to shock other users in an effort to appear cool or edgy. Sorry, I missed that. I was busy on 4chan explaining how COVID was planned in order to boost Nintendo's stock. What did you say? Come on, Shopwell, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you to blast every freaking week. Come on, Shop, it's time to let our geek speak. I hear you, Rob, my geek speak has great attack. We will love Marvel, DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day! We're gamers too! We play for fun! I'm Trekkie Proud! Phasers to stand! Film and TV! Our force is strong! Geek so to speak! Where you belong! Geek so to speak! 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 Welcome back, fellow geeks, to another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. My name is Shaf, and I am one half of a dynamic duo that brings you the geek news and the geek content, the best of the best, every week, right to your ear holes. That's right. Um, now, this podcast is going to bring you all the coolest geek stuff from movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, collectibles, ugh, everything, everything and anything under the sun of geek. Now, I couldn't do what I do without my best friend, the the only man in my life that matters, uh, other than G-O-D. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Wonder Rob. How you doing, Wonder Rob? G O D. Damn it! That was a good <laughs> intro. How's it going, everybody? It's your boy, Wonder Rob, coming at you again. <laughs> How's it we going? Say, we say again because we recorded a solid, like, 15, 20 minutes of content, and then um, the Garage Band just took a massive shit. Yep, we had a we were 20 minutes into this episode already and my garage man said, "You know what? How about no? <laughs> 60% of the time I work every time." <laughs> so here we are again. We're going to try to recapture the gold cuz it was gold, you guys. Oh boy, were we on fire. I tell you what, Wonder Rob, last time was gold, but this time is going to be platinum. Double gold or platinum. I mean, yeah. yes. Yes. This now, uh, fellow geeks, <laughs> fellow geeks, we have an awesome, awesome show for you. Um, you know, we, we went back and forth on what we were going to talk about. We definitely found out we had an enormous amount of geek news to discuss. So, so much so that it was going to become an oversized geek news story. But 
but, but, but Xbox was kind enough to have a special event today. We teased it on the last podcast episode saying, stay tuned for more information. It was this morning. You better believe we watched it. Xbox Series X event and all the gameplay trailers, uh, some uh, world premiere trailers of games that we've never seen before. And um, we are going to talk all about that. But we've got a bunch of other Geek News articles to talk about as well. And before we even get into that, we're going to talk about what's been going on in our lives. So thank you so much for listening. Um, Please, 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 if you haven't already done so, smash that subscribe button. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or, you know what, if you don't listen to us on those formats, that's okay. We don't hold it against you, but... In those situations, definitely let us know how you feel about the podcast. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We love to hear from you, and we will give you a special shout-out on the podcast. Um, it's it's so special that it might even get you rock hard. Oh, no. <laughs> We're... What are we, five minutes in, th- four minutes in? We're off the rails again, Sean. I think we were off the rails faster than the last recording that didn't go through. I can't help it. I'm just full of sexual energy. Well, something. I'll tell you that right now. Zing, got you. You set him up, I knock him down. Knock him down. <laughs> but Wonder Rob and I, we, uh, we'll play some some hot music. We'll take off our pants. Oh, no. And uh, we'll get going real low with further. our voices. Yeah, we'll go we'll go low with our voices. And by the end of it, your nipples will be hard. At least one of them. <laughs> and that's the Geek So To Speak guarantee. <laughs> you can take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> before we get into all the latest and greatest geek news, I want to hear, again, all about what's going on in Wonder Rob's life. Yeah, let me tell you all about this. Like, I didn't already tell you all of this already. Let's see if I can recapture the magic. Everybody, just use your mind's eye. Imagine this is the first time I'm telling this story, not the second time tonight. So, what's been going on with me, Shaf? Well, let me tell you. First and foremost, I don't know if you've been outside lately, Shaf, but it is hot as Godzilla's butt crack out there. That's a new analogy. I didn't use that in the last episode, but it is hot <laughs> as Godzilla's butt crack out there. And what does that mean, Sean? That means I am busy. I'm busy, busy, busy. Uh, I'm in the uh, the engineering game, designing and engineering ways for people to beat the heat, and I will just leave it at that. But that means, shoot, I've got more work to do than I've got time to do it. But that's not going to stop me from stopping everything and recording a podcast. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep. So, God among men. We love you for that. <laughs> I've got I've got all that going on. Uh, but the biggest thing, Shaf, which I've told you already, and I've told you once tonight already, but I'm still going to pretend like it's the first time I have finally been catching up on a little TV show called The Mandalorian. That's right. We we did review the first episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, shoot, whenever that came out, October, maybe. I don't remember when it came out. Um, but we also reviewed Disney+. Plus. But only the first episode of The Mandalorian was out. And so I said what I always say, Shaf, which is I'm going to wait until the whole season is done. And then I'm going to go ahead and watch it. Uh, 
But you know, just as well as I know, that when I say, I'm going to wait till the season's done, what I really mean is, I'm going to wait nine or ten months until <laughs> after the season's done. And then I'm going to watch it. And I know what you're going to ask, Shaf. How do you avoid spoilers? You took it right out of my mouth. I knew it. I had it's a like, feeling. It's you like gonna... you saw the past or the future. <laughs> yep. I, it's almost like I'm in deja vu right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just avoided them. No, nobody really spoiled the Mandalorian. Or at least I didn't really run across any spoilers for the Mandalorian. You so want to know why you would dodge spoilers? Because I killed everyone who tried. That's a that's a best friend right there. That's right. It's a best friend. Um, so I'm only halfway through because I only just recently started finally getting around to watching it. Uh, so I can't. I'm not going to comment much on it other than that Baby Yoda is so cute. Every uh, I why didn't why didn't anybody on the internet mention Baby Yoda? <laughs> this kid is cute. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I'll come back next week, Shaf. And we'll start a new segment called Wonder Rob Finally Watched Something. As a matter of fact, I'll give you the theme song right now. Remember to cut and paste this into next week's episode. Bum, 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 bum. Wonder Rob, he finally watched something. Wonder Rob, he finally did it. He watched a show that's really old. He should have seen it already, but he didn't. He watched the show. Bam. Just add some like <laughs> reverb to that or something. But that'll be oh, the theme song. I'm gonna, I'll spice it up. It'll have a real solid flavor to it. Yes, I love it. Uh, and you know, on top of that shelf, I've been playing that Animal Crossing like it's nobody's business. Yeah, I have a child to take care game. of, but I can't. I also have another child. It's called Spoopy Isle, the name of my island. <laughs> and you gotta have your priorities, chef. You gots to. <laughs> <laughs> End of story. <laughs> End of life update. Send tweet. That's it. Uh, Wonder Rob also has been playing some Death Stranding. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I've been playing some Death Stranding. I'm starting to think I'm never going to beat that game. I feel like I'm so close to finishing it. Just where the story's going. But then like, I'm getting Raymond on my island. And I want to I wanna hang out with Raymond a little bit more. <laughs> I stole Teddy from your island, apparently. Oh, you didn't steal Teddy. I knocked Teddy on his head with my net as many times as possible until he was like, you know what, dude? I'm starting to think you don't like me. And then he was like, I think I'm going to pack my shit up. And then he was like, I'm going to go. And then I was like, see you later, dick weed person. Dick weed, you edgelord. <laughs> Let everybody know I taught Shaf the term edgelord this week and it is his current word of choice. It's a great word. I didn't think it meant what it meant though. I thought it meant something else. Well, we'll just uh we'll just leave your the definition. What I that, thought it meant <laughs> just kidding. No, just no, kidding. we'll leave the definition that you had originally <laughs> off the air because it's pretty blue. It's bluer than the most of the things that we say. What's that? Wait, what is what does that mean? Blue? Yeah, what's blue? Oh, think of like um think of uh think of a comedian like Jeff Foxworthy. Okay. Next to a comedian like like um Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor's the blue one. 
like it's inappropriate. <laughs> just, no, I don't want to say inappropriate, but a little more colorful in, in language. Oh, because Richard Pryor is black. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This is getting out of hand, Shop. <laughs> getting out of hand. How's your week been? <laughs> my week has been really, really good. Really good. Uh, last week I, I on the podcast, I wanted to share something, but I couldn't. I couldn't because I was worried that that SSG, my significant other, uh, was going to hear what I was going to say, and then it would spoil the birthday surprise. So thankfully, I kept it a secret, managed to do that, and uh, just this past Friday was her birthday, and uh, I was able to surprise her with something that uh, we both have not had in our possession since July or earlier of 2019. Oh my goodness. What is it? It's a TV. What? That's two Shaf has a TV. Shaf has a TV. Here's a, we're gonna do a segment called Shaf finally has a TV. Shaf got a TV. Shaf got a TV. Darth the Bird sold him at a really good price, but the Roku doesn't work. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> you bought a TV from our corrections department. That's right. That's hey, right. That's one way to go about it, man. Yeah, he, he he gave me a good price. Uh, too bad it doesn't completely work, but it's it works. It just doesn't work a hundred percent. Just the accessory the doesn't work. The Roku. That's stick. right. Roku is an outdated thing. Like I, I don't Ro- even know if maybe it's it could be user error because honestly, I've never touched a Roku in my life until <laughs> until just the other day. Well, don't feel bad because Roku Roku is like like so two thousand thirteen. Okay, it's all about the Amazon Fire Stick now, or the oh. the Apple TV, or the PlayStation Four, which right. I know yeah. you use to only watch Hulu. Yeah. Exactly. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't need Roku to work because my PlayStation Four has all those apps, anyways. So it's really not doing anything for me. I got to tell the listeners a real quick story. The other day I was playing Death Stranding on my PlayStation 4, as I do when I'm not playing Animal Crossing. Uh, it's not very often, but it does happen. I was I was playing Death Stranding, minding my own business one evening, and got a little notification up in the corner, the upper left corner, bloop, 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 bloop. Shaf is online, and I... It was like... I'm not a particularly religious person, but I would imagine it would, it'd be akin to the second coming of Christ. Oh, man. Like, he's finally back. He's fi- He finally came back after all these years. I promised you I would return. And he finally came back. I even sent you a message. Uh, Doth my eyes deceive me? <laughs> Is it Easter? <laughs> <laughs> now um, we got to do yeah, is get you man. some games. Well, here's the cool part. So... I surprised her not only with a TV, but I also hooked up all the retro consoles. I got the N64, the the Super NES all set up, including my PlayStation 4. And uh, we played GoldenEye, a bunch of multiplayer GoldenEye. Oh, my goodness. And it was it was fun. And guess what, Wonder Rob? You, you suspected this, and oh, I just want to let you know. Here it comes. You were right. You I pegged her. You pegged her for a screen looker, and she is a mother trucking screen looker. But so are you. You guys are perfect but, for each other. Yeah, exactly. I'm. I'm a screen looker too, for, for sure. <laughs> Man, <laughs> we just looked at each looking. other's screens the whole time. So it was good. Um, we. She kicked my ass. To be perfectly honest with you, she destroyed me. 
real quick in multiplayer. Do you remember who her her player of choice, her character of choice in GoldenEye multiplayer is? <sighs> you know, when I we have. were playing it, uh-huh. it was Natalia. Natalia, shoot. Now you struck me as an odd job. No, that's cheap. I would never do that. <laughs> I'm a Valentin Zukovsky kind of guy. Oh my goodness! Did you get to do slappers only? <laughs> no, but there was a few times when I like respawned, like basically in the same room as her, and I didn't have a chance to get a weapon yet. So you know, I was karate chopping the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those were um, the good old days, man. Yeah. We did a, a Rockets version of uh, multiplayer, man. That was fun. Do you that remember the fun. maps? Like, did it all come just come back to you? It started to. It started to. Some of the ones that were more level-based were more familiar uh, than, like, the ones that weren't. But very. It, w- it was very nostalgic. We just played some really? Mario Kart the other day. Played some Mario 64. Dude, we were having some fun. So it's really cool to have that back. Uh, also, um, we'll be watching TV at, at night before bed and we were doing it on the, uh, the, uh, laptop before. So now we can actually just lay back and enjoy and not feel like, so like huddled over a, a little tiny piece of equipment. So I love it. Well, it's good. Is my little applause for you. Welcome back into the 21st century, uh, right Thank in time you. for the PlayStation five and the Xbox series X. I'm very excited. <laughs> this weekend, I'm going to introduce her to red dead redemption too. So. <gasps> God. I'm excited for that. This is great. Oh, this is going to be a good story for next week. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I, I love it. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, Wonder Rob, what do you say now that we've uh, we've gotten the uh, the important stuff out of the way of our life updates? Now, let's, let's have... <laughs> I was going to say, now, we've gone past where we initially yeah. <laughs> got the first time around. <laughs> let's let's go where no podcast episode 106 has gone before and that is into some geek news. Geek news. Nude news. Nude news. All right. We have a bunch of stories to share with you fellow geeks, uh, and we'll, we will close out our episode, so stay tuned. If you're really antsy and excited about the Xbox Series X, you got to stay with us because the end of the episode is where you're going to find all that good stuff. But we got a lot of good articles leading up to it, so don't miss any bit of this episode. Wonder Rob, as is tradition, I want to give you first dibs. Is there a story that you want to kick things off with? You know what? I will pick a story. Let me just eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch a tiger by the toe. If he hollers, shoot him. Uh-huh. Here we go. Got it. <laughs> Disney, Shoff, as you know, with the whole uh, the whole novel uh, coronavirus. Uh, first of all, let me, before I continue the story, I always get super duper irritated when I read news articles or see videos where they call uh, COVID the novel coronavirus. Yeah, yes. we get it's novel. It shut down everything. You don't have to keep telling me it's novel. Okay, I'm back. Happy Rob is back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that I went red Rob there for a second, everybody. Uh, but as you know, Shaf, everything's shut down. Disney long, no longer has its magic. Hollywood no longer has its magic. Nothing has its magic anymore. Uh, and just before COVID-19 ruined the entire planet, you and I managed to get into Disneyland right before they closed their doors for that Galaxy's Edge. Shout out 
to episode 98, our Galaxy's Edge Redux episode. Well, it's been a long time coming, Shop, but Disney is starting to trickle a little bit of information when they're going to get these theme parks back open. First of all, golf clap. Golf, golf clap. clap for Disney. So let me, let me hit you with, with the deets, Shop. So the first park to close was Shanghai Disneyland back in January. You and I have never been. Uh, geek, so to speak, contributor Hollywood Daryl, though, has been a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So we might have to have him back on the show to, t- to talk about Shanghai Disneyland when we finally go there. Uh, but they closed Shanghai Disneyland back in January. Uh, but it has been announced that this park is going to be the first Disney park to open its doors to the public on Monday, May 11th. So get your Southwest tickets now, everybody, to go to Shanghai. <laughs> uh, get the, that one-way fare. It's going to be good. So during the Walt Disney Company's second quarter earnings call, the company revealed what we already knew. It's been a really tough quarter for Disney, especially the theme park division. And the company says it lost over a billion dollars due to the park's closing. Oof. The park's been closed for like a month, and they've lost a Bill over a billion dollars with a B shop. That's that's crazy. how much money. That's how much. That's how much uh, lightsabers they were selling. <clears throat> that's that's how much money they're making on them churros. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's how much uh, uh, corn dogs at the corn dog cart on Main Street they were selling. Whew, I could go for one of those corn dog carts. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Chapek said that China has asked the park to be limited to one third. Of, a, of its maximum capacity. Now, this is interesting, Shaw, because uh, Chapek specifically pointed out what the max capacity is at the park, which Disney is notorious for never, ever giving an exact number of what max capacity is. But they said that max capacity of Shanghai Disneyland is actually 80,000 people. That's a lot of people. That is uh, a lot of people. So if the park is at one-third capacity shop, that means only about uh, 24,000 people are going to be let in. Uh, and Mr. Uh, Chapek himself also said that they were initially planning to hold attendance down even lower than that, initially. So they they fi- they loosened up a little bit, Shop. Uh, they're also making sure that cast members and guests uh, will be wearing masks. It will be the expectation... The only people not in the park, or excuse me, in the park not wearing masks will be Mickey Mouse himself or characters in general. Uh, But they will be uh, forced to be at a distance. So sorry, buddy. If you see the Queen of Hearts, Shoff, you will not be hugging her. (laughs) That'd be be funny when they take pictures with them. (laughs) Six feet apart. Yeah, six feet apart. Like way behind you in the distance or something. Hilarious. Um, so they're also making a change, which may end up coming over to, uh, across the, the pond, so to speak. Uh, they're they're doing what they're calling dated tickets, which means essentially if you buy a ticket, you have to choose what date it's going to be used on or it's only good for a particular date. Unlike where you and I, Shaf, can buy a three-day park hopper ticket ticket excuse me and pretty much just use it whenever you want within the year Ooh, so, i don't think i like that information 
Well, you know, that's where they're doing. Now, uh, when asked about the domestic theme parks, such as Disneyland or Walt Disney World, uh, no specific timetable was given, Shaf. But it's, uh, it's safe to say that if they're going along the same sort of pattern at Shanghai Disneyland, based on when Disneyland and Walt Disney World had closed originally, if they were going to be closed the same amount of time as Shanghai that they would probably reopen around the end of July. So gotcha. just something to keep in mind there. I've, I, of course, will not be going, despite the fact it's open. Not because I'm scared. I am not scared, Shaw. I will punch the coronavirus square in its friggin' jaw if I see it. Take that coronavirus. It's just hot. And I make a point of not going to the theme parks in the summer <laughs> unless I have to. So unless they open up this Marvel Land, this Avengers Campus this summer which I don't think they're going to now, you won't see my butt at Disneyland, not till it cools down. That's fair. That's fair. It is pretty It is pretty gross. It's hot as balls. Hot as balls. So you're summer. safe to say you're not a fan of these uh, dated tickets then? No. I understand why they're doing them, because then they can sort of control uh, capacity levels. They know that there's potentially this many people who could be at the park on this date versus not having any clue who's going to show up. Yeah, I mean, because imagine if if the attendance was cut down to a third, 24,000 people just using that number. I've been to Disneyland when it's at capacity, and let me tell you, it sucks. Oh, so. I have too. I went um, right between Christmas and New Year's, apparently the grossest time to go in terms of crowds. Like, I love Disneyland awful. just as much as anybody, but I will not do it. <laughs> I will not go during those times. But... Dated tickets would have to be a thing because if they hit capacity at 24,000 people on a normal day, I mean, you know how many people you're going to have waiting outside the park to get in? Especially if they're not dated tickets. So, like, yeah. I, I can see where they're coming at. I think it's going to help the overall problem of of uh, disgruntled crowds. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, because if you turn a bunch of people away, they're just going to be the unhappiest place in, on Earth. <laughs> uh, um, no, that's Walmart. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good segue, but I can't come up with one. Uh, speaking of Disney, did you know that there's a video game out there that's going to let you customize your genitals? <laughs> Worst segue ever. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was trying to make like a Disney voice to segue it. Couldn't do uh -huh. it. Uh -huh. Well, did you know that uh, you can change your genitals? Uh -huh. <laughs> Thanks, Mick. Geek so uh, yeah. <laughs> to speak so, contributor Mickey. Yeah, that's right. He had the latest on Cyberpunk 2077. So get this information, one drop. So uh just the other day, CD Project Red, who the uh game developer behind this highly anticipated futuristic uh cybernetic crazy open world game called cyberpunk 2077 mm -hmm. the esrb rating indicated via a pretty large paragraph that uh we're going to be getting some special features when it comes to the customization of the game it says players can select a gender and customize their character customization can include depictions of breasts nice buttocks Ooh, even and better. genitalia Ooh, the best <laughs> as well as various sizes and combinations of genitals. What? 
you're telling me I can mix and match my Jennies? That's right. It's like it's just like lightsaber building at at uh, on Batu. You can choose this thing with that thing. So if you want a dick and a vagina, you can have it. <laughs> I just imagine like us playing multiplayer. Or you coming over and looking at my guy, like, dude, your your guy's balls are huge. Those aren't my guy's balls, dude. Those are his tits. <laughs> Boom, in his pants. This game sounds great. <laughs> it's it's definitely uh, cutting edge in terms of uh, trying something that's never been done in video games before. Now, I get what they're going for. I'm I'm going down the the road of of being a perv about it, but in reality, the reason why they're doing this is the expressed desire to have the option for the player character to be transgender or non-binary. So, ah, okay. Which All does right. make sense. I've thought about that before, and I think that some games are starting to do a little better job of that. Like, for instance, um, Animal Crossing, we talk about it all the time. When you choose to play, like, a guy or a girl in that game, that does not limit you in terms of, like, what clothes are available, right? They don't just, like, give you guy outfits then to wear. Like, they give you the full wardrobe choices. So if you want to be a guy and you want to have a dress on, so be it. Like, you get to be you in the game however you want that to be. So there's definitely ways that video games are starting to do this, but this is absolutely the most explicit <laughs> approach yeah. to video games. Um, and I feel like the attention, the intentions are good, but I feel like it's going to be t- like just done for pure comedy. Like, you know, like people aren't going to be like, I want my character to fully represent me. That's not what people are going to do this for. They're just going to have big old boobs, giant dicks and balls, <laughs> and uh, and maybe a real large gaping butthole. I don't know how the game is going to work, oh. but like, if you can seriously control those things, that's the game is not going to be about anything except for that at that point. <laughs> Behold the power of the PS5. <laughs> The it's next the generation most realistic of gaming is genitalia here. in any game. And it's a first person game. Like you don't even see your guy. Right. <laughs> That's why they're doing it. They're like, yeah, you yeah, you got 20 tits. <laughs> just just take our go, word for it. You're kind of find tits. just go find a mirror. <laughs> oh, there's no mirrors in this game? Weird. Anyway, you guys 20 tits. <laughs> so anyways, Kevin, uh, the guy with 20 tits. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what else to say about this other than just stay tuned. But I thought that was pretty interesting and worthy of sharing on the podcast because you know how I like to always go for the gross (laughs) stories. So Yeah, some stories, there's always a caliber of stories that Shaft's going to pick. And you know if if there's a new story where you can customize your genitals, Shaft's on it. That's right. Shaft is on it. Speaking of customizing your genitals, Shaft, did you know Taika Waititi is in talks to direct the new Star Wars film? <laughs> I like this trend. We're going to have the worst segues of any episode. No, the best segues. The best segues. Uh, did I say in talks, Shaft, to direct a new Star Wars film? Scratch that. Is going to be directing a new Star Wars film. Taika Waititi, Disney's golden boy, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the official mascot of Geek So To Speak podcast. He's officially headed to a galaxy far, far away because this filmmaker will direct and co-write a new Star Wars movie for theatrical release, Shaf. Um, Oscar-nominated 1917 writer uh, Christy Wilson 
Cairns, I think I'm saying her last name right, will pen the script with a Watiti. Um, and this news just, just broke. No release date has been set for this particular project, uh, but it was announced on Star Wars. Dot com to coincide with May the 4th. May the 4th of 2020 be with you, everybody. <laughs> um, so before I continue on with the story, Shaf, just give me give me your reactions at face value. Taika Watiti is going to be in charge of a Star Wars movie. What do you think of that? Um, I'm bored, totally. Taika Watiti could... Um, decide to make a movie that is strictly him just standing in front of like a, a a video camera smiling and I would go see it and then buy the Blu-ray. Did you see the the Taika Watiti smiling at the camera movie? Oh, that was good. Did you see? I got the Blu-ray. <laughs> it's what we do in the not shadows. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think he's a brilliant a brilliant film director. Uh, he's a great actor. Um, he is very smart, very clever, very uh, edgy. I dig him. I dig him. I I will I sign up for anything. And honestly, Star Wars needs him. First of all, before I continue this story, I may or may not have just burped into the microphone on accident. So sorry, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. It came out of nowhere. I took a little sip of my water while Shop was expressing his thoughts and a burp may have come out. I apologize. Uh, I am not against this news at all. Uh, As you and I both know, Shaf, that Star Wars, uh, despite a few wins like The Mandalorian, has been, you know, it's a bumpy ride lately with Star Wars, Shaf. And so, uh, especially uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Some people I know loved it. Some people I know, you, did not. so maybe this is what we need to bring Star Wars back together so everybody loves Star Wars again. That's right. Um, so in addition to this YTT news, Disney and Lucasfilm also confirmed Monday that Russian Doll co-creator Leslie Headland will serve as a showrunner for a Disney Plus streaming uh, series set in the Star Wars galaxy. So maybe that's the Obi-Wan show, Shaf. Who knows? Uh, or the Yoda show, Shaf. Who knows? Or the Boba Fett show shop who knows or maybe it'll be an office style uh documentary parody of all the jizz whalers out there in a galaxy far far away <laughs> uh disney has the december 6 2022 date carved out for an untitled star wars feature uh but that date as you know shop was set before the exit of those game of thrones people uh david b weiss and, uh, or excuse me, D.B. Weiss and David Ben, whatever, the Game of Thrones people. If you know their names, you're a fan of Game of Thrones, and that's all you got to know. It's true. It's true. The 2020 date, or excuse me, 2022 date was also set before the novel coronavirus pandemic, Shaf. Uh, so who knows what's going to happen. But there you have it. Your boy and mine, Taika Watiti is going to direct a Star Wars uh, feature. And somebody posted on our Geek So To Speak Facebook page, shout out to the Geek So To Speak Facebook page, that this is the perfect opportunity for the Marvel and Star Wars crossover with Korg. Oh, yeah, totally. It'll finally happen. <laughs> Yay. I'm Korg, kind of a big deal. <laughs> Do you want to join the revolution? 
right. Well, speaking of Korg, um, Wonder Rob, do me a favor. I want you to, we're going to spend a little a moment here visualizing. Oh, I okay. love this. I love doing visualization games. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so imagine you're nine years old. Me? Okay, nine years old. Totally cool. Wearing my Ninja okay. Turtle shirt, wearing my Sega hat, because my mom wouldn't get me the Nintendo hat, and I, you know I got those Air Jordans. Okay. Imagine that you're playing Mortal Kombat. Wait, at the arcade or at home? At the arcade. At the arcade, yes. Mortal Kombat 2 or 1? Uh, 2. 2. Oh, shoot. That was my jam, son. Okay, I'm imagining <laughs> it. Okay. And oh, so let's also then say mm-hmm. that you were also Brazilian. Oh, hell yeah, finally. <laughs> and by Brazilian, I just mean that you... Uh, <laughs> You wax your pubic hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, nine-year-old me, what else would I be doing right. when, when I play Mortal Kombat? <laughs> you got to be ready for anything. Now, imagine that your nine-year-old self was competing in Mortal Kombat tournaments and and was very good mm-hmm. and was was winning money. Oh, you know I'd be waiting for that toasty to be doing my moves. That's right. Okay, and what if then Mortal Kombat found out you were doing that? The creators of Mortal Kombat. I don't know who that is, but we'll go with that. Okay. All right. Ed Boon. Ed Boon. What if Ed Boon found out and then was like, you know what, Wonder Rob? Uh-huh. You can't play this game competitively for four years. What? Uh, first of all, Ed Boon, um, I'm nine years old. Um, I'm smooth like a Brazilian, and uh, I'm the best. Of the best in Mortal Kombat, so I'm gonna go tell my mom. That's I think what yeah. nine-year-old Rob would do. That exactly you you nailed it. So <laughs> this scenario is not far off from reality. In fact, Xenon, who is a very good Fortnite player from Brazil, uh, also nine years old, just received a four-year competitive ban from Epic after the company found out he was playing in paid tournaments while under the game's minimum age limit. Can you guess how old you have to be to play Fortnite competitively? Oh, shoot. Okay, I'm just going to I'm going to do a random guess here. Competitive video game playing in a game like Fortnite. 13. Yes. <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> I am so smart. I am so smart. SMRT. I mean SMART. <laughs> um I don't I, I just found the story to be outrageous because that the epic would be so out like just strict with a nine-year-old and this kid was playing the games with his dad in the room <laughs> it doesn't it's just like epic has seriously nothing better to do and you're double banned dad you're an accessory <laughs> <laughs> now they did explain why it's four year why it's a four-year ban so it's okay. a four-year ban because it's tied to his age in yeah. 1459 days he'll be 13 years old and actually eligible to enter competitions provided that Fortnite is still around by then which i would say probably not i mean uh, what what year did uh, five years later take place in uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame, when it went five years later? Because you saw your bro Thor was playing Fortnite. 
That's true. It was 2023. So at the very least, till two years from now, it'll be there. Past that, sorry, dude. I don't know what to tell you, little guy. Noob Master 69 or whatever took took it down. <laughs> I don't know. This game is marketed to kids. Like, kids play it. That's the thing. Like, it's mostly a kid's game. So this is outrageous to me. Um, but anyways, that's epic for you. Uh, I believe Damn, that this whole Fortnite craze created so many, um, like, video game sports characters. Like, people who... I don't know. I have, I have a problem with it. I have a problem with the esports for Fortnite. But like you, Ninja making all that money, merchandising and all that shit just for playing Fortnite. Give me a fucking break. Oh man, shots fired at Ninja. Somebody had to bring that guy down. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. it was us. And and he's like a cocky asshole too. He's mm. like a he must be an edge lord. Oh, <laughs> Chop loves the word edgelord. He loves it. He loves it. All right, Chop. Well, let's see. Uh, let's take let's take a break on the word edgelord. I'm going to give you a second to calm down. Let's tell these guys, the listeners, where they can find us on social media. We'll give them all the deets. Okay. And then we come back. What do you say? We we continue with our geek news, and then we'll get into the big segment, the big Xbox Series X. First games reveal. What do you say, Shaf? Sounds good to me. All right, then uh, just go ahead and uh, why don't you cue that break uh, B-roll now. Hey, gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here, too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shock celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geek Gasm, oh, inducing pics and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. Yeah, we're back. That's right, we are back. We've got more stories for you all leading up to the main topic, which is the Xbox Series X games event today, which happened earlier this morning. So, um, Wonder Rob, Wonder Rob, Wonder Rob. Yes. Uh, whose turn is it for... It's yours. It's your, your turn for a story. Oh, shoot. I'll pick a story. Dude, I was born to pick stories. And let me tell you, I got just the story for you, Shaf. You know how you're always saying, man, these these action movies are great. But cars jumping off of cliffs, people bungee jumping off of cliffs, uh, explosions off of cliffs, uh, uh, people people fist fighting on the edge of a cliff. You're, when are they gonna Characters do? Characters named Cliff. <laughs> when are they gonna steer away from action movies and on cliffs? Well, I say it all the time. You say it all the time. If you've said it before, you've said it again a hundred times, Shaf. Well, let me tell you, uh, I think your prayers that you've been sending out there 
are finally going to be answered because your boy, Tom Cruise, uh, one of your favorite actors of all time, I know for a fact, and I know you do a spot on Tom Cruise. Give me, give me a little Tom Cruise impression, would you? Just, just a little taste. Ah, uh, <laughs> I have the need, <laughs> the need for speed. <laughs> 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 I have <laughs> the need <laughs> for speed. <laughs> that was mine. That was excellent. It was pretty good, That's I thought. Excellent. I think I blew the microphone. Um, sorry, everybody, if you're listening to this with earbuds. Well, getting back on track, Shaf, your boy, Tom Cruise. Well, he is taking it to the next level because Tom Cruise is known for his death-defying stunts off of cliffs and uh, the... The uh, Mission Impossible franchise. He's the next Jackie Chan, actually, when it comes to these stunts. Well, things are about to get real, Shaw. Real crazy, because it has been confirmed that in Tom Cruise's next movie, uh, just so we're all clear, which there is no name, at least that we've been told, no story details that we've been told, or any sort of redeeming value that we've been told, other than there will be scenes shot in the International Space Station in outer space. That's right, Shaf. Space movies are here, and yes. Tom Cruise is at the forefront of space movies. The final frontier. I'm so excited for this. I think it's about time that Tom Cruise goes to space. <laughs> and films it. Those poor camera people. And <laughs> the director. Who's directing these shots? Yeah, right. The, uh, they get I think interns. that they moved it to space so that he has less of a chance of injuring himself. <laughs> because if he's in the space station, then there's zero G. So when he jumps, like he can just like stay in the air versus all the crazy like death defying hanging off of the edge of airplanes and or being on the edge of a cliff. Space cliffs. Space, space cliffs. cliffs. Uh, so, your boy, Tom Cruise, is going to be in outer space shooting a movie. Uh, let's not get into the logistics of how that would even work, because I'm not convinced it will work, first of all. Uh, but he is partnering up with Elon Musk's, everybody's favorite billionaire, uh, his SpaceX project, working on a film with NASA, uh, which the, the company, the National American Space Americans... NASA for short <laughs> have confirmed. <laughs> oh man, that's funny to me. <laughs> you ever just say something so dumb? <laughs> you can't help National but laugh at American it. Space Americans. Na National American Space Americans. <laughs> Put that on a shirt, you guys. Anyway, NASA has He's also confirmed to that be they a are space working. American <laughs> that they are getting this done. So be prepared for the most expensive movie ever made that will not make its money back. <laughs> Guaranteed. Sending this guy into outer space. <laughs> End of story. No more information on this. If we lose Tom Cruise because of this, I'm gonna be pissed. That's true. This is a big risk, Shaf. He could fall into a black hole. You don't know. It's a risk. Yeah, what if he falls into a black hole? <sighs> this is crazy. You know what? I'm getting a little too worked up. I think we got to push the story aside, Shaf. Yes. I don't want to have a heart attack on the show. 
What else you got? What else you got? Speaking of heart attacks, uh, Wonder Rob, when you saw Suicide Squad, your favorite part of that movie, and you've told me this multiple times, but your favorite part was the amount of tattoos that Joker had. Specifically, your absolute favorite of his tattoos was the damage tattoo on his forehead. Um, Yeah. As a matter of fact, it was my favorite part of the movie shop. I feel like you're trying to make fun of me, but <laughs> I will not <laughs> be made fun of for liking the damage tattoo. And you know what? Me and my damage tattoo on my forehead, yell, you, you make fun of us 13 or 14 more times, we're out of here. <laughs> you're going to have to get a new co-host. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I won't. Because here's the thing. Up until this point, you didn't have any support. You had you were you were all alone in your belief that it was the best choice <laughs> in my religion. Yes. It was my religion. But the- thankfully there was uh, another uh there was another person out there in the what? world who what? agreed with you and has an explanation for that tattoo that David Ayer himself, the director of Suicide Squad, agrees with. Okay. All right. Are you ready for this? Oh, okay. So just so I'm clear, we are getting the official backstory on why Jared Leto's Joker has the word damaged sprawled across his forehead. That's right. According to Twitter user Cold-Blooded Joke. Oh, that makes sense. Right. He said... I think the damage tattoo is actually pretty ingenious, but only for those who understand. And he goes on to say, Joker got the tattoo because Batman damaged his smile in a failed attempt at revenge for killing Robin, all with the intent to antagonize and infuriate Batman simply by seeing his face. And in response to this fan theory, David Ayer responds with, Exactly. <laughs> Sounds to so me. So now we know why he's got a damage tattoo. Sounds to me that David Ayer was like, I am tired of being asked about this tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I this will. guy. What was the, the Twitter user's name? Cold-blooded joke. Yeah, cold-blooded joke. Yeah, th- you know what? That's the reason. Everybody. <laughs> Nailed Look it. at this guy. He came up with the reason. Stop asking me. It's this guy's reason. What, some fan, what I love about some fan theory. <laughs> what I love about this fan theory is that there is nothing in these movies that explains that. <laughs> no, of course not. It was just some edge lord decision. Oh yeah, <laughs> that they it decided totally to make. Totally was. He probably was on 4chan or something. Uh, stop. Dude, rules one and two. Don't talk about 4chan out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little inside joke for the, the B-tards out there. The uh, P- you blue guys. Oh, uh, boy. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Shaf. Blue so edgelord. Did uh, anywhere in this article, Shaf, did they uh, mention the reason behind this? the several ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha's? Yes, actually. Yes. Uh, Also, uh, a fan theory from Cold-Blooded Joke, he said, and I believe the ha-ha-has were added as tattoos to Joker because sometimes he tells jokes. (laughs) Exactly. 
get this guy a writing credit. <laughs> put 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 him on the DVD box. Put this quote on the box. On the box. Sometimes he tells jokes. This is great. Sometimes a joker tells jokes. Oh man, shoot! If why didn't we think of this, Shaf? We could have been best friends with free. Jared Leto by now. And sometimes I tell jokes. Sometimes I tell jokes. Get well, busy me... living or get busy dying. Oh, you want to hear a joke, Shaf? I got a joke for you. Tell me a joke. Uh, Disney says that uh, they will not be de- debuting Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, or anything of the sort on VOD, which stands for Video on Demand, if you if you didn't know that. Uh, sure it does. So, yeah. So, Walt Disney Studios does not plan to release its Star Wars or Marvel films on VOD until after they play in theaters, Shaf. Uh, uh, first of all, not a funny joke. I know. It's friggin' garbage. Uh, so, Bob Chapek told investors on, on the call, on the old uh, investor call, quote, We very much believe in the cinema experience to launch blockbuster movies. We very much believe in the value of theatrical experience. Uh He's really, like, laying into the the we very much believe part. Uh, probably for the AMC movie chain, because you know they get mad uh, if you do something on v- VOD. Uh, he went on to continue, We also believe that either because of changing or evolving cons- consumer dynamics or because of certain situations like COVID, we may have to make some changes to that overall strategy. We're going to evaluate each of our movies as a case-by-case situation as we are doing during this coronavirus situation. That's right. One sentence with the word situation twice <laughs> is what he did. So, I mean, I guess that That's takes got care- more situations than the Jersey Shore. Ooh, dude. Nice, nice ref. Nice Dennis Thank Leary. You. That was a good one. I liked <laughs> it. Um, so I guess all that debating, all that back and forth of, are we going to see Black Widow on Disney Plus before we see it in theaters or anything? Uh, probably not, Shaf. I think the, uh, the, the case has been closed on this one. So don't expect anything good to ever happen to anybody ever. Thanks, <laughs> Disney. Thanks a lot, Disney. <laughs> Oh. You know, in an alternate reality, we have, would have already seen Black Widow, and this would have been our episode reviewing Black Widow Shop. Oh, that sucks. I wonder what those that guys are up to. Sucks. They're probably so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably just just eating up all the additional reviews that they got from the great episode content. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Six-star <laughs> episode. It's a new thing that was invented just because of that episode. <laughs> Life's oh, good man. on, on uh, reality uh, six seven nine beta three twelve. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> it's all right, getting late. Geeks. It's getting late, so we are going to move on to our final story, which is the main topic of this this uh, episode, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Xbox Series X event. Uh, happened earlier today on Thursday, uh, May seventh. Today's the seventh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, 8 a.m. for us over here in the, uh, the West Coast. And I will tell you that I was watching it as it was unfolding. Yeah, you I were, was buddy. sending messages to Wonder Rob. He was probably laying in bed Several. with his significant other. He was probably trying to whisper sweet nothings into her ear. And meanwhile, I'm voxing him saying, 
wow, these games are dark. <laughs> Do you want me to whisper a sweet nothing into your ear? <sighs> I like cereal that tastes like bones. <laughs> okay, bye. I can't take credit for that. I'm doing my cotton candy Randy impression. <laughs> <laughs> bye daddies uh, bye daddies <laughs> no you were sending me all these messages and i was like these all this all sounds good but i am not watching <laughs> i was working <laughs> the whole time <laughs> yeah and i apologized and he was like it's no big thing it's no big thing i need somebody to tell me shoot so yeah, so um, the Xbox uh, Series X event is part of a showcase that they're going to be doing throughout 2020 called Xbox 2020. Clever. Um, very clever. So all of these games are going to be launching on the Xbox fridge. Uh, that's what uh, they're referring to the Series X as because it looks like a fridge. In fact, one of the uh, interviews with one of the main dudes behind Xbox marketing, I think, or something like that, games design, he uh, <laughs> he was in front of a background for his like Zoom call, and the Zoom call had what looks like a kitchen behind him with a an Xbox Series X in place of the fridge. Oh, <laughs> so, so funny. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. But there were a bunch of games that were uh, shown, a lot of world premiere trailers, some some gameplay stuff, mostly in-game cinematic or just representative of the game engine. Um, and we're going to talk about them. Now, I, I want to preface this, and, and I want to hear Wonder Rob's thoughts first. I want I I'm wanted ready. to really like all of these games. Okay. And you I'm did? Perfectly, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Tell me how much I, you loved it. Tell me. No, there were only a couple hand, like uh, a couple games that stood out to me as like, whoa, this is kind of interesting. The rest, I was like, nope, not gonna play that because it's either going to make me poop my pants or <laughs> throw up all over myself. I'm, what are you doing in there, babe? Ugh, uh, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I'm playing video games. Leave me alone. <laughs> If you've ever farted while throwing up, let me tell you, it's not fun. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's some of these games just had me, had me right on the edge of pure, I don't I was going to say ejaculation. That's not the right word. Yeah. (laughs) I'm ejaculating, but from my mouth with diarrhea and my my butt with vomit. (laughs) Wonder Rob, what did you think just overall of this particular Well, overall, let me give you my first impression. I think it's really funny. Like, uh, super hilarious. I, I see what Xbox was doing here, that they called it a gameplay event. Because there's very little gameplay in any of these. Right. <laughs> very, very, very little. Um, so I finally, finally, hold on, I'm just adjusting my position to get better, closer to the microphone. Okay, so I finally got a chance to watch all these trailers before we recorded. I It was just right under the wire. That's how busy I was today. Um, and there's a there's a couple where I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe. But I mean, these are all third-party games, Shaf. So we're not getting the Halos. We're not getting the Fables. <laughs> well, I'm hard-pressed to think of another uh, Xbox-only game. We're not getting the Fusion Frenzies. Uh, remember Fusion Frenzy, Shaf? That was a good game. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a good game. I'll stand by that. Uh, I dug it. But... So we're getting third-party games. So I, I think it's fair to say that some of these uh, won't be 
tied to the Xbox Series X exclusively. So depending on what coin, or excuse me, what side of the coin you land on when it comes to your console of choice, you'll probably be able to play at least a couple of these. Me, uh, I'm an equal opportunity uh, gamer. I'll play whatever game on whatever system. I just want good games. So that's what I tried to keep in mind, Shop. I was like, show me some good games. But it's hard because when you all you get are cinematics or a trailer, I don't get to really see what's going on in the game. And I have a very particular taste of video games that I like. So that being said, some of them piqued my interest a little bit and some of them uh, not so much. Yeah. Um, So, well, then let's just let's just go through these games. Um, We'll spend time with the ones we liked. We won't spend as much time on the ones we didn't. (laughs) Or or maybe vice versa. (laughs) Sure, sure, Shaw. Uh, the first game uh, that we're going to talk about is Bright Memory Infinite. Yes. Now, yes. this is a shooter uh, game. Now, I don't know much about the Bright Memory uh, games, but this is a takeoff on the original Bright Memory. Game. <laughs> well, I can safely say that I've never heard of Bright Memory at all. <laughs> so... Whatever. I'm I'm pulling up the trailer. Uh, just I'm gonna let it play while I'm while I'm talking about it. So you got it's a first person shooter. Um, it's it's a cross between a, a shooter and sort of an action platformer. So you're running and gunning. You're climbing on terrain. You have what looks like a little whip that shoots out from your hands. So you're like whipping at people and pulling them closer. Do you think uh, think Scorpion from Mortal Kombat shop? Or Get think, think uh, the Bat Claw or whatever you want it, the, the grappling gun from Arkham Asylum or the Arkham games where you can grapple places. That's sort of what it feels like. Um, the trailer is nothing but quote-unquote gameplay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not convinced how real any of this gameplay is. But, I mean, it looks, it looks action-paced. It looks intense. But it also doesn't really stand out. To me, like it's not really showing me anything that's like making me die to play this. But also, I'm not, I mean, I used to really be big into first person shooters, but not so much lately. Um, also, in the trailer, there's a moment where a DeLorean pops up or something that looks like a DeLorean, and you get into it, and now you're, you're, you're uh, racing against a tank or something like that. Again, this is in the trailer. Um, <laughs> so. I'm not sure how much I, I'm interested in playing this. This one in particular, I'm going to have to see some reviews. Well, I'm going to have to see reviews for all of them, first of all. But uh, uh, I, the, the trailer didn't really grab me. Um, but Bright Memory Colon Infinite is developed by just a single developer, Zhang uh, Xian Shang. And again, I'm sorry for screwing that up, uh, who makes up the entirety of FYQD's personal studio. Um, so. There you go. It says it's been on Steam Early Access for a while, but it'll be jumping to Xbox Series X. It looks too frenetic. I don't know. I'm not I'm not big on it. Eh, I mean, I might try it. I, I'll give it a straight up. I might try it. Boom. <laughs> That's my review so far. A straight up, I might try it. 
Might try it. Next game on the list is Dirt 5. Oh, boy. Dirt 5. Well, uh, Dirt 5, for those that don't know, is the fifth of the racing games in the Dirt franchise. Um, it's got all types of vehicles, whether you're looking for like something that's going to give you the drift capacity, like a buggy or uh, or a, a four-door sedan, perhaps <laughs> a two-door coupe. Uh, where can I? A, I don't see no Toyota Rav4 hybrids. Yeah, what's up with that? Automatic. How about a subcompact? You got anything like that? Something with yeah, the good, the, uh, the, good the, gas they mileage? Hemi, there a Hemi in there? <laughs> <laughs> they got the dual, the dual overhead cams. You know, a game is just okay when the tra- the announcement trailer spends more time talking about who they got for voice actors. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. They were like, oh, we got Nolan North. By the way, I'm a voice actor, and I these these two gentlemen are, are very amazing voice actors. So don't get me wrong. I'm not poo-pooing their abilities. Um, Nolan but North. But I found it interesting that the trailer that's supposed to be talking about gameplay was more focused on, did you know that we also got Cody Baker and Nolan North in the same game? Wow. <laughs> Cool. Nolan North, Troy Baker are the Ben Schwartz of video games. Yeah. I said it. I went there. You did it. Bow, bow, bow. Get bow, that bow, horn bow. sound so, effect in there. I mean, this the, the trailer does look pretty. It's probably the prettiest of the games that they showed. Um, it's supposed to have faster load times. It's supposed to be uh, just a lot of fun to play. There's supposed to be different weather Uh like settings as far as like those the levels that you are racing what? on hold They're up gonna be different go ahead you're telling me this game's got weather this game has got weather oh so let's God. say you're in new york and you want to experience new york in the sweltering summertime you could do that that's the power of the xbox series x bro that's it's right got weather bro <laughs> masculinity's a prison bro that's what that's what you get when you're gaming with a fridge. You get temperature control. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next game, this game stood out to me. Okay, this next game got? stood out big time to me. This one is called Scorn. Scorn. Oh man, this one. I'm surprised this one stood out to you because this <laughs> one I was the least impressed with. Really? Yeah. Well, here you talk about it first, and then I'll give my reasons. Okay. So when the when the uh, trailer first started, I was uh, the article says this by the way, but I actually thought this myself, and so it's interesting. The article thought the same thing. I was convinced that this was a trailer for a, an alien game, something in the alien like movie universe style game, because mm-hmm. it definitely it kind of looked like the engineers. It kind of looked like xenomorphs, maybe technology. There was a whole lot of like gore. Uh, very visceral, like fleshy, organic matter. Um, I don't know. It was a really interesting trailer. By the end of it, I had no idea what I had just watched <laughs> uh, because there's no story given. There's no, um, there's no like conversation. There's no dialogue. There's no anything other than establishing an atmosphere, a slight bit of setting. Um, technology we don't understand like there were elements of like the matrix with like the pods and and machines that are like plugging into people i don't it was it was a baffling 
nightmarish game, but it stuck with me and I watched it multiple times. <laughs> Interesting that you watched it a couple of times. I'm looking, I'm watching it right now. And all the things that you said were the reasons I don't like it. <laughs> because there's no story. It's there's no there's really no nothing. There's no explanation of what it is I'm actually looking at here. It's like it's like some edgelord's college like thesis on like <laughs> video game dark weird video game settings. <laughs> Chalk one down on the big board for the use of edgelord. Um, nice job. But you're not wrong with how you described it, like the the alien sort of xenomorph thing. Like it's it's tough to describe a trailer like this. But imagine if you were in a room, right? Just picture yourself in a room, a, a white room, white walls, white everything. You're just in a room. Now, imagine a xenomorph, uh, the alien with the little thing coming out of its mouth, is standing in the room next to you, looking at you, and you're looking at him or her. The gender's fluid. Um, and then instead of the alien attacking you and killing you, he just says, you know what? I'm going to beat all the walls. <laughs> and he turns into all the walls around you. Now you're not sitting in a white room anymore. You're standing in a room that where all the walls are the alien from aliens. Yeah. That's what this looks like. And you're standing in a bunch of human flesh that has just been like a goopy mess. The game, that game has just goop everywhere. And there's this one moment in the trailer. I don't know if you caught this, but it shows like a shot of something like coming out of the cliff side of the wall. And it's, it looks kind of like an elephant trunk. And then it like, and it's it, oozing it. Yeah. Then it jizzes out like a little, a little load. <laughs> I was like, what did I just watch? Did that, uh, Hey, call me crazy, but did that uh did that elephant trunk just jizz out some goop? It literally looked like like a, a micro dick. Oh my that, god! That just had a little <laughs> moment, you know, and uh, oh, no. cucked out a little load there. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, whatever this game's about, we'll see. Uh, it's described as an atmospheric first-person horror adventure game, shop, So I don't know if you have what it takes. I've tried to get you to play these horror games. Is this going to be the one that changes it for you? Well, no, this is the one. I mean, when I told you like that I was, you know, on the verge of throwing up and pooping at the same time, that was this game. Yeah. Oh. Scorn Scorn had me nearly exploding out of every orifice. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> every orifice, your nose, your ears, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> put that put that as the cover art for this episode. <laughs> I love it. What other games, Shop? Tell me. Tell me about all the games. Okay. The next game is called Chorus. Okay. Uh, or it's called Corvus. I'm not sure. Um, but anyways, uh, this game looks fucking pretty. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. I am... One, one kind of game style I do always love and I will never not love is a spaceship shooter. Oh, that's you, dude. I love games set in space. I love being able to fly a spaceship like in what feels like a slightly open world-esque. Like that's why I like No Man's Sky. I I don't ne necessarily enjoy the on the planet stuff, but I love being able to fly around like in the galaxies and stuff. That's fucking badass. So this game you play as 
Corvus. It's kind of confusing. It's a little bit confusing because it seems like you are playing as this like female heroine, but at the same time, the ship that she pilots, it doesn't, it kind of seem like the ship has its own sentience. Like it's kind of got its own personality. Yeah, sort of, sort of. I could see that. So it makes me wonder if she's even in that ship at all or, or what, like, uh, that's the part I'm not, I, I was kind of confused about, but the graphic quality, the, the game, if it was gameplay, it looked insane. So you think she's, um, she's sort of like Shuri in Black Panther where she's driving the car, but she's really not driving the car. Yeah. To me, it seems more like a symbiotic relationship between her and the machine. Corvs rise as one is the tagline. So you might <laughs> be right. right. I like where your head's at, Shaw. Yeah. Um, now, no uh, video game event would be complete for me without a game about a sport I care nothing about. <laughs> oh, snap. Are you talking about uh, John Madden NFL football 2021? Tough acting to acting. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Ace is the place. Uh, yeah, Madden NFL 21, which had this st- Stupid dumbass trailer featuring the quarterback of these Kansas City Chiefs. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> um, and uh, he was talking, and everybody was wondering if he was wearing pants. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's that. But the game does look just like the rest of these games. They all look pretty, but doesn't mean that they've got any substance. So this game looked real nice. And it was kind of a cool trailer in the sense that they went from the uh, what Madden games look like initially. They went through the years to how they've progressed and to where they're at now. So I'm skipping through the trailer right now and I'm trying to find actual like gameplay. But I can't tell what's new gameplay and what's old outside of the 8-bit. Feel next level. Madden 2021 EA Sports. It's in the game. In the game. Okay, well, you know, we'll probably review this when it comes out. <laughs> I'm going to be the Phoenix Suns, and you will be the Coyotes, and we will fight on the football field. <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. That's going to happen. What are the games? Okay, next game on the list is Vampire the Masquerades Bloodlines 2. Now, <laughs> you're probably asking yourself, where was the punctuation in that title? Yeah, oh, this is good. Yeah, you got to <laughs> explain the full title of this game. Yeah, so Vampire is the, like, I guess if you want to give it, like, the overarching uh, brand of this game is Vampire. The Masquerades is the next part of the title, which is sort of a, a an entry in the Vampire video game franchise. Followed by Bloodlines 2, which then throws everything uh, through for a loop because you don't know anymore if Vampire the Masquerades is actually the brand and then Bloodlines 2. So does that mean there was a Vampire the Masquerades Bloodlines? There must have been. (laughs) How did I miss that one? Or is it Bloodlines (laughs) 2, like T-O-O? Like Bloodlines 2. (laughs) It's Bloodlines 2. Or Bloodlines just T-O, like Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber (laughs) 2. Vampire colon the masquerade hyphen Bloodlines 2. This trailer was batshit crazy. 
This, yeah, I mean, it's it starts with people in a room, uh, hung up like marionettes with their eye their eyelids removed and big uh, smiles being forced on their face with fish hooks, and a gentleman, a long haired gentleman, uh, putting on a record player and just tiptoeing around like Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker, uh, just ha- just having a good time. What song are they are they dancing to? Um, I believe it's "Dancing in the Moonlight" by ABBA. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> also, I don't know if "Dancing in the Moonlight" is an ABBA song. <laughs> so who knows, man? Who knows? I'm listening. To, I mean, I'm watching the trailer, but I I've got the volume off, so I can't hear the song. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to it too. Dancing in the moonlight. Oh, Donka Shane. Donka Shane. Um, it's the Darling Donka Shane. It's the Ferris Bueller song. Eh, Ferris Bueller. I've seen that movie. Central Park. But as far as I can tell, this is a, a first person uh, RPG, or at least that's what it says in the description. But you wear your vampires and you're just vamping people up. You're like, careful. Uh, my name is Twilight and I'm a Dracula. <laughs> get out of my face I mean I, I don't really know what this game is supposed to be about uh, but it looks like it's a an FPS where you're just vampiring people it does it, it kind of reminded me some of the gameplay like the scaling of buildings and stuff didn't that kind of give you like an infamous sort of vibe it felt like um what was what was the game that was only running I don't know Mirror's Edge I don't know if you remember that game oh I do remember that game <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. running the video game if if uh <laughs> if Death Stranding is walking the video game, Mirror's Edge is running the video game. <laughs> running and jumping. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of reminded <laughs> me of that. So good call. Good point. Good point, Shav. Like where your you. head's at. Thank you. What, uh, what else? Okay, so next game on the list is called Call of the of the Sea. I almost said Call of the Wild back soon. Uh, <laughs> call of the Sea. Now, this kind of seems a lot like a walking simulator. Speaking of walking games. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have to tell you, the graphics look kind of cool in this. It reminded me a little bit of like Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. on Xbox Game Pass. Just I, I based like on how the... this one looks. Me too. Um, there's elements of it that kind of made me think, is this going to be like a mist game? Like it seemed sort of like a puzzle platformer yeah. of sorts. Well, the official description is Call of the Sea is a first person Adventure puzzle game set in the 1930s that has players exploring a mysterious island. Think serious Firewatch vibes here with even more impressive looking scenery. There's even one part in the trailer where it looks like you become slightly aquatic. Like you might have like webbed hands and you're like swimming underwater. So it almost seems it seems like you're playing a character who's trying to find another character who's disappeared. Um I got to say, this one of the games so far definitely piqued my interest. Yeah, I think this was the one that really caught my attention. Well, there was one other one, but we'll get to that eventually. Um, it it sort of has, like, I, the gameplay isn't like this. Of course, I don't really know because I haven't played the game. But the way it looks reminds me of, like, Dishonored or, like, Bioshock Infinite. Like, it just has that sort of I was going to say Bioshock. Especially the the time period, because the Bioshock series, from what I know, I know it's one of your favorite series, but like it kind of has that 1930s aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. It's real cool. 
I'll probably play this one. Put this on the list. <laughs> uh, next one on... Okay, this one I thought was really dumb. But Uh-oh. this one's called The Ascent. That's the next game on the list. This one is a top-down uh, sort of RPG-style shooter. Best way to describe it. So, wait. You thought this one was dumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one was like, why is this game being released on a next gen console? It's the concept of it is so backwards. Like it's not a, it's not a new format. This format has been done and redone a million times. I mean, the top down, like advance to one part of the level, then keep going top. I just, I think that's to me a really old style and mechanic for a game that it's not, it doesn't belong on a next gen system. Dang. See, now, while I don't disagree with you, Shaf, I did have a sneaking suspicion that you were going to like this one because I know you like the Marvel Ultimate Alliances. Well, I almost mentioned that in, in in terms of like the top-down concept, like X-Men Legends, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. They all do that. But it makes sense for that generation of games that was sort of the thing. We've moved way past that for new games. Like, I don't think this makes any sense it says uh the ascent is a solo slash co-op top-down action rpg set in the cyberpunk world gone wrong the mega corporation that controls the world has collapsed players will have to fight through enemies either alone or with friends to figure out what went wrong and maybe win actual freedom maybe maybe dot 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 maybe <laughs> so yeah, I'm probably ascent. not going to play this. <laughs> not for me. Now, but I've not never game... been a fan of these particular style games that much anyway. So No, yeah. No, definitely not. The next game I I have a good feeling Wonder Rob is very much into. Uh-uh. This game I I also felt like I was going to throw up and poop at the same time. Um and that game is called The Medium. I knew this so, is what you were going to say, Sean. Yeah. This is a, a horror game, another horror game in the uh the bit bit of launch titles. Uh more of psychological horror though. It's coming from the developers of Blair Witch and Layers of Fear and they also got good old Silent Hill composer Akira Yamaoka. Uh, who's collaborating with some other dude with a really long, interesting name on the score. So, (laughs) Yama, um, oh, really? (laughs) Yama, sign me up and take my money. Uh, (laughs) What did you think of this one, Wonder Rob? Um, I had a tough time really figuring out what was going on in this trailer. Um, I mean, it features a woman um, on a hospital bed. Uh, I don't think she's giving birth, but they're doing a sonogram. And then she keeps cutting back and forth into like a world where like there's churches and her hands are bleeding and like the the buildings are melting, uh, like Thanos snapped him out of existence. Thanos. <laughs> um, so I don't really know what I think of this game actually. Like I couldn't really. That's the problem with these launch trailers is that they they give the concept or the idea of the game, but I don't. They're not showing me what the game is. So I mean, it's cool for a concept, but. I don't know, Shaf. Yeah. But you know know, I like some psychological horror games. To me, it kind of reminded me a little bit, not necessarily um, gameplay-wise, but just the idea, or at least the concept, of having a world behind a world. Mm -hmm. Like with Elder Scrolls Oblivion, where you would go into those portals, and that would bring you to like the hell zone, or whatever they called it, 
I think it was just called Oblivion, but it was like the dark parallel universe that was like beneath the fabric of our own universe. So like she's able to kind of see between uh, worlds, the spirit world and, and the real world. And uh, so it's going to be a mind fuck for sure. It's going to fuck you right in the mind. <laughs> the next game on the list I thought was probably one of the worst titles of the entire uh, section, probably because I'm not a big anime person. <laughs> uh, and, and so therefore I found this to be like, what, what is this doing in this, uh, in this event? But it's called Scarlet Nexus and, uh, you play as an elite psionic. So that means you have telekinetic abilities. Of course, basically. obviously. Uh, <clears throat> and you're taking on an invasion of what basically looks like houseplant monsters. <laughs> It's so, plants versus zombies, uh, <laughs> but just more of an anime. Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand this this game at all. I mean, it definitely felt like something that a bunch of edge lords would really enjoy. <laughs> but for me, I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. What did you think of this one? Um, I wasn't like super duper impressed with this. Again, just because. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's not necessarily much the aesthetic that bothers me, but I, I'm watching the... There's actual gameplay in this. Well, at least they're... They might be imitating gameplay in this, but it's it, it has a real, like, Devil May Cry feel to it, to me. Um, but that's just, like, the hack and slash, but, like, modern sort of style. But that's never been my style. Like, I don't know. Those games don't really do it for me that much. So I wasn't really interested in this and you know your boy wonder rob has a very very limited and by very limited i mean extremely very limited uh knowledge of anime uh so just the fact that it looks pretty i'll give it that it's it's got a neat art direction and that the flower monsters are are uh, pretty uh, i'll just say interesting looking but i just i don't know if i'm weeb enough for this so <laughs> I, 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 I'm not, not sure if this is going to be for me, you guys. And in the trailer, they refer to those characters as the others. They don't what? have any better name than the others. Oh, get Damon Lindelof on the phone. Yeah, he's he gonna be he's gonna be making some money from this game. Others, others. Okay, so <laughs> the the next Walt, the next game, my boy. <laughs> where's my boy? <laughs> okay, I'm done. They took my son right out of my hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, the next game on this list I was actually pretty excited about. When I saw it, I immediately thought, Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. I knew this is what you were going to be excited about. I was wrong about the top-down shooter, but I had a feeling about <laughs> Second Extinction. Yeah, Second Extinction uh, Reclaim Earth is a three-player co-op first-person shooter. And really, the whole concept, at least what we saw from the, the announcement trailer, was you guys are banding together to take down a bunch of dinosaurs. Yeah. Reclaim the planet. Dinosaurs are back, baby! Dinosaurs are back, and they've taken over planet Earth, and now it's time to make them extinct again. <laughs> Oh my so god. Turok the dinosaur a, hunter is right though. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you're like. taking down a bunch of raptors and T-Rexes and stuff and it was pretty intense. Like the uh 
the violence kind of reminded me a little bit of Left for Dead mm-hmm. and just like how frenetic it felt. But there were also elements of Monster Hunter in there that I kind of picked up on. And um, I, I don't know. I, I kind of dug it. Left for Dead is one of my favorite way. parts about it was the idea of it being co-op. So like you and me together taking down dinosaurs sounds a lot more fun than me taking down dinosaurs by myself. <laughs> That's true. Of, we might, we might with have a couple of NPC uh, cohorts. I so. like it. All right. It's, it's, we're in agreement. We will play second extinction together and kill dinosaurs. <laughs> Take that dinosaurs. <laughs> the next one I was Stupid like, ass dinosaurs. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Going. The next, the next one, I honestly was a little bit surprised that this was an, like coming out on the Xbox Series X in terms of the graphic quality, because the graphics didn't look very amazing. They looked on par with what we've already seen. Uh, yes. Nothing like next gen. Uh-huh. I'm talking about Yakuza like a dragon. You're right. You're right, Shaf. It, uh, well, I've never played a Yakuza game, so I can't really like say I'm hyped for this necessarily. Although, um, based on the trailer, it's not what I thought it was because it looks like it looks like it's a Yakuza gang uh, GTA style game, or at least that's what I've always thought these games were. Uh, but then it really changes gears into like uh, high fantasy uh, anime, baseball bats that glow, yeah. uh, magic users, giant lobsters uh, coming at you. <laughs> like shooting lasers from your swords sort of game um but you're right about the look it's so funny that you said that because i was watching it and i was like this feels like like a game this is gonna this is gonna sound like a really weird comparison because these two games have nothing to do with each other at all but if the graphics give me like a real san francisco rush <laughs> vibe i don't know if you've ever played the arcade version of san francisco Rush. oh yeah but like that's what it reminded me of and then at the end it said from sega and i was like oh that explains it <laughs> it's a sega game got it yeah what's interesting is the the uh opinions are kind of mixed there's a lot of people out there who think this looks really great and i'm just like what were we watching the same trailer I mean, this is a cinematic trailer. Like, this isn't gameplay. So, gameplay is normally worse than a cinematic trailer. So, if this is the cinematic trailer and the graphics look like this, then what do we? What can we expect from the game? It's going to look like garbage. It has a real particular look, and it's super hard to describe. But it's it looks like the cinematic trailer is all gameplay footage. Yeah, maybe from a last gen game. Yeah. Like that's what it feel. That's what it feels like. So that's the best I can I can say about this. Um, the description reads: uh, A new title in Sega's Yakuza series, Yakuza Like a Dragon, kicks off a new storyline without series mainstay Kiryu question mark on pronunciation, whose saga ended with Yakuza Six. While already out in the PS4 in Japan, there's your answer, Shaf. Already out on PS4 in Japan. Sega is promising that Like a Dragon will be available as launch title on Xbox Series X. Uh, super cool. Yakuza. <laughs> That's weird that they no. would put a uh, super cool Yakuza in the description, but they did. Yeah, no, that is weird. So, that's that. <laughs> uh, the last game in the pack, and this is, uh, we'll leave it on a, a high note, um, 
I'm a big fan of the Assassin's Creed video game Ooh, franchise. I have not assin. played every the ass-ass in Creed. That's right. Um, I haven't played every single one of them, but I have <laughs> one in currently in plastic. <laughs> I'm a big Assassin's fan of these games. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. No, I haven't uh, played them. <laughs> but I'll no, tell but you, the last Assassin's Creed game I played like religiously was Black Flag. I loved that game. See, that was an excellent game. Well, okay. Before I get into my thoughts on Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So they put out this uh, quote unquote gameplay trailer, um, which I I struggle to find any gameplay in this trailer at all. No, there was no gameplay. I mean, there's like a shot of a boat at one point. Maybe that's gameplay. Um, I'm skimming through the the dang trailer. Excuse me, I almost burped into the microphone again. I'm skipping through the trailer, and I like maybe every once in a while there's like a second of it. But I mean, it's really just Mister uh, Mister Viking running around holding his axes and calling on bald eagles. <laughs> or whatever. Um, they yeah, did have I mean, a another launch trailer that came out the day before this, uh, which was a cinematic trailer. I don't know if you saw that one, Shaf, but essentially it was like they're on they're on the battlefield fighting, and they're like Odin is with us, and they're fighting, and there's lots of blood. Oh, oh, and Vikings um, pillaging a village, but about to like kill some people. And, well, about to kill a woman and a child, and then this main character, like, stops the guy, and essentially he's like, they don't say these words, but they're implying, like, oh, it's a woman, it's a child, don't kill him, move on. Um, I'm pretty sure Vikings killed everybody, you guys. <laughs> if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they had morals. Right. Um, like, so they're trying to make... The kid, but the kid's really cute. They're trying to make Vikings likable in this. Um <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't seem like an Assassin's Creed game at all. I'm like, where's the sneaky sneaky? Where's the uh, the hiding in the shadows and the rafters and stuff? Yeah, that's true. But they did show the Hidden Blade, a new version of the that Hidden Blade from uh, for the Assassin. But yeah, you're right. I didn't really see much in the way of any stealth happening. And you know your boy Wonder Rob loves some action stealth. That's oh, yeah. my genre, baby. Um, but that being said, it does look interesting. The graphics look dope, at least for the cinematic. Um, th- that's a game that looks polished, like compared to the which Yakuza, is, like a dragon. I was going to say, which is like really a, funny. Like a dragon. Because <laughs> Assassin's yeah. Creed games Yakuza do not have a reputation for, for being polished. <laughs> <laughs> so based on all those games, Wonder Rob, do you think you're going to go ahead and get yourself a Series X? I mean, I'm going to get one eventually. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know if I'm going to get one on launch strictly based on these because these are third-party games. I know Assassin's Creed is going to get put out on the PlayStation 4. Or excuse me, true, PlayStation true. 5, excuse me, um, which might be my go-to. Maybe. It also depends on what games they have at launch. But I only am leaning that way because I've been playing my PS4 a heck of a lot more than my Xbox One lately. Um let me see. Assassin's Creed. I'll probably get that, even though I've I've been burned by Assassin's Creed games. Like, I've my enjoyment of those games has gone down significantly lately. But we'll see. Um, let's see here. 
Oh, you know I'm getting Madden. You know I'm getting Madden, bro. Uh, Scorn <laughs> might be interesting. Uh, Second Extinction, we're going to get that. Um, the Medium, maybe. Vampire the Masquerade, I feel like, has potential to be something pretty interesting. Uh, but I don't really know. And then um, trying to find the game up on the, the island, the 1930s game. Call of the Sea. Call of the Sea. I don't know. That one's... Oh, it was way at the top. Um, Call of the Sea seems interesting, too. I might get that. But I can safely say that I didn't see one particular game on here that's, that's just screaming, buy an Xbox, put your pre-order down. Um, so we'll have yeah. to wait until the Xbox exclusive, even though I doubt we're going to see any exclusives anytime soon on the Xbox One, or excuse me, Xbox Series X. Uh, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Show me what you got. Xbox. Now, one thing, one thing they did say, and I think this is pretty cool, is they're doing the smart delivery program. So if you get the game on Xbox One, mm-hmm. they're going to, uh, once it comes out on Xbox Series X, and let's say you get a Series X, then you'll just be able to upgrade your version of the game to the Xbox Series X game for no cost whatsoever. That's pretty so, good. So that is a cool format. I like that. I think, yeah, I think that's smart, and I think it would be pretty smart if Sony did that too. Oh, yeah. uh, cuz you know Cyberpunk 2077 is going to release on or before the uh, the new generation most likely Last of Us 2 is coming out in a month and a half and you know you're going to want to play that on your new PlayStation uh so, <laughs> so this is I mean that's a, it's a smart idea so kudos on Xbox for doing that for sure Oh yeah for sure well- that's what we got for uh, for our episode. We today, made it. So we, we had to record it. it twice, but we did <laughs> it, you guys. Well, we did it, definitely. Hope you guys enjoyed our episode, and uh, we thank you so much for listening. If you're looking to find us on social media, but you're looking to find us individually, not just our podcast accounts, but our individual handles, you can find Wonder Rob at Wonder Rob, W-O-N-D-E-R-R-O-B on Twitter and Instagram. And then if you're looking for me on Instagram or Facebook, you can find me at Shoff, V-O-S-H-O-F-F, V is in voice, O is in over. This episode is over, so don't forget to subscribe and rate and review. Wonder Rob, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm tired. We recorded this episode twice, but I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Rob wants to eat some dinner now, so we'll tell you what. We will see you next week. Same geek time. Same geek channel. Have a good one, everybody. Love you. Wash your hands. You guys are fucking lame. Hey, everybody. This is Wonder Rob talking to you. Uh, this is the special outro message at the end of the podcast. Uh, we recorded 20 minutes of a podcast and my garage band crashed. So here's a special message. Uh, just for you. God damn it!